0: listening to reality rap. I'm your host Melanie. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hey guys, thanks for tuning into Reality Rap. Today I will be recapping last night's episode of The Real Housewives of Potomac. It was this season premiere episode one and I actually thought it started out pretty good obviously (laughs) Robin is in the hot seat this opening episode because of where we left off last season where she had all that shit about Juan come out and she didn't address it on the show she addressed it on her Patreon after they had filmed the reunion so obviously this episode kind of picks up there with all the stuff that came out about Juan. She was on the Two T's in a Pod podcast. I think it was like yesterday the episode came out. Teddy was doing interviews at BravoCon and so she interviewed Robin. And so of course Teddy asked her about what happened with her not revealing the Juan and the Canadian girl on last season. And Robin's response was that Juan is her husband and her best friend. She also said they had been together since they were 17, which I didn't know if she had said that before, but they've been together for like a super long time and she was not about to throw him under the bus for a storyline and that they had actually dealt with this whole situation a couple of months before they even started filming last season so she felt like bringing it up while they were filming would have been somewhat a manufactured storyline since it was no longer an issue within their marriage between the two of them while they were filming I guess because they had dealt with it back when cameras weren't rolling Teddy then asks her if she's in a place where she trusts Juan, (laughs) and her answer was that she doesn't really trust any person, whether it be Juan or any other man. And she will never put all of her trust into one single person or will never give one single person all of her trust, but her and Juan are in a better place. So take that however you want. She does say that like Juan is her best friend and they've been together since they were 17, but she doesn't fully trust him. They are married now. So I don't know how you don't have 100% trust in the person who you know, is your best friend. You tell them everything, you share everything with them. You have children with them. You have a house with them, your finances with them. How you can't ever really be 100% trusting of them, but she says it wouldn't matter who she's married to or what man she's with, she wouldn't trust them 100%. And maybe that has to do with the fact that they were financially burned by somebody they trusted in their life, so I don't know. Take it for what it's worth, I guess, right? But either way, after watching this episode, and if you're a Robin fan, I apologize because I'm probably gonna go pretty hard on her in this recap. They either have an open relationship and she really does not give two shits. She's probably like, do what you want, just don't embarrass me, which unfortunately for her, he has done. Or Robin is not smart. (laughs) Those are the only two conclusions that I came up with. She also said on Teddy's interview that she would rather live in ignorance. I admit, I'm, a, I'm a little bit of a nosy kind of gal. Yeah. Are you more like ignorance is bliss? I don't want to know. It's yeah. too much information. I don't want to live my life
1: that way. Yes, I'm the opposite. I don't want to live my life that way. And I don't want him to do that to me. And I don't you just have to remember, we've been together since we were I 17 years I, my old. My sister you has can't... been with her husband since kindergarten, yeah. and, like, they just have a different type yeah.
0: of, like, bond. I met my husband 14 years ago, so it's right. very different. Right. I was already
1: 28 years old. Exactly. And divorced from my exactly. first husband. Like, yeah. it's, it's different. Yeah. So we've had, like, you know, f- multiple, like, friends and people who come and go, and, like, it's just, you you will drive yourself crazy just worrying about what yeah. the other person is doing all the time. I and have so a question. I Does he, do this is the way I kind of look at
0: all marriages or relationships. Yeah. Does he make you happier than he makes you sad?
1: Yeah. Then I think
0: that, that's the way, I, I think yeah. so many people cover up what their life actually is. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, no one's perfect, no right. relationship's perfect, no. everybody's flawed. But if, if this person makes you happier than they make you sad,
1: you're in a yeah, good place. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I, honestly, it's like, I. people were more <laughs> upset with him than I was, you know? Yeah. It's like, because like for me, like I said, I looked at it um, as an opportunity for us to grow and to get better. Yeah. You can't be together from the age of 17 and not have road bumps along the way.
0: I found it fascinating that she said that other people were more upset with Juan than she was over this Canada girl. So this really makes me believe that they have an open marriage or they have an understanding versus her just not being very smart, but... I guess we'll see as the season goes on. Anyway, let's go ahead and get into the recap. This episode starts with the flashback of Robin and Juan's marriage. And then we see everybody's reaction to all of the information that was coming out about Juan with girl from Canada and him being in the laundromat with this coach Bree and also in the nail salon. And then we cut to Robin and she's sitting in her family room and she's putting her wedding photos in little black frames. Juan comes in and he sits down with her and they're looking at the photos and they're talking about how they're now back to real life and this whole scene was clearly planned before they sat down to shoot it. They made sure to hit on every item that had come out about Juan on the blogs and in the news and stuff like that. Robin brings up the girl from Canada and the hotel receipt and Juan admits that it was stupid. Robin says she was not expecting the backlash that she received after her and Giselle addressed it on their podcast which I don't understand how she doesn't see how the audience would be upset with the fact that she went on her podcast behind a paid paywall and discussed what happened with her and Juan after watching a whole season and a reunion where she doesn't say shit about it. Juan even tells her, I told you not to do that. He knew it was wrong. How she couldn't see that is beyond me. But again, I am still wondering if Robin is maybe not so smart. (laughs) uh i'm sure giselle knew exactly what they were doing she knew that that information coming out would at least get them some extra subscribers for that month where you know they could cash in on this information about what was going on between robin and juan anyway juan then says the craziest thing i think i might have ever heard he tries to tie Him getting this hotel room for this random woman from Canada is the same thing as him giving money to a homeless person.
1: It was me, yes. But it was me being nice. Right. I've given homeless, random homeless people $20, $50 before because I wanted to do a good deed. Right. Well, this was a young lady that said she was going to visit a dude that played for the Ravens. Right. Okay. She lost her wallet at the casino. Right. She reached out to me. I got her the hotel room. I know it sounds weird, but that's the truth.
0: (laughs) You guys, when he said this last night and I was watching it, I was like, oh my God, he did not just compare him getting a hotel room for this random woman as being the same thing as him giving money to a homeless person. So it was a charitable action. I was like, oh my God. And the fact that Robin is just sitting there listening to this and like kind of nodding and going along with it. I was like, oh, Robin, Robin, he's making you look so stupid. Robin then asks him, why didn't you do anything with this woman? And he's like, did you see her? And then he says, I'm just too nice. And I know I fucked up. And she's just sitting there like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Robin and Juan cannot believe that people don't believe this story. Robin says the reason she believed him is because Juan is not that stupid to make up a story like this and that the details were just so crazy that it had to be true she then brings up how the story was exacerbated by juan being in the laundromat and the nail salon working and i'm using quotes with another woman which we find out is coach Bree. he then brings up how coach Bree is a beautiful woman so that is why people thought he was cheating with her and then robin's like yeah i know they say she kind of looks like me <laughs> I was like, okay. I mean, Robin is a beautiful woman. I actually didn't really pay attention to what this woman looked like. So I don't know if Robin actually does look like her. But anyway, so they address why he lost his job as coach at the university. And he says it was because they didn't win enough games, even though he was named in a sexual lawsuit for not reporting sexual misconduct. Now he was dismissed from this lawsuit. This was from the Baltimore Sun back in, I want to say it was in the summer, August 2nd of 2023. It says the Copen State University and former men's basketball head coach Juan Dixon was dismissed July 24th from a former player's lawsuit, according to the plaintiff's attorney. Ibn Williams alleges in the suit that he experienced sexual assault and blackmail from another former basketball coach while attending the university. He seeks unspecified monetary damages and other relief including money for medical care. The court said Dixon, as well as the athletic director, Derek Carter, have immunity in the case as they were state employees acting within the scope of employment, according to the plaintiff's attorney, Daniel N. Epstein, in a statement. Thus, they were dismissed from the case. Immunity fails to apply in cases of gross negligence and malice per the Maryland Tort Claims Act. Okay. So my guess is they probably did let him go from this lawsuit because they let him go back in March before he was dismissed off of this lawsuit. So my guess is that is why he was let go. They probably told him it was because he didn't win enough games or whatever, or at least that is how Robin and Juan are portraying it. Anyway, Juan thinks that all of these stories grew legs because people want clicks and likes on social media, but he's just going to focus on raising his book. We now switch over to Candace, Karen, and Wendy, and they're meeting up for lunch. Karen tells them that she wanted to get them together to see where they all stand after, she says, that place in New York, which was the reunion. I don't know why she doesn't just say since the reunion, but... (laughs) She doesn't. Karen says she's in a good place with Giselle and Ashley, but she feels like Robin needs to take some accountability because she hid the truth about Juan all season and then came after all three of them for talking about what was going on with all these rumors swirling around Juan. Karen says that if Robin owns her shit, then she will not have a problem with her and they can move forward. Wendy thinks that Robin doesn't care if Juan sleeps with other women, which... I have to agree with. I don't think she cares either. And they have some sort of arrangement. Why she just doesn't come out and say it, it would make her life so much easier. I don't know. Maybe she doesn't because of the two boys uh I don't know anyway we're now over at Ashley's house or should I say Michael's house because Michael essentially put the down payment down for this house but Ashley's like I'm a new homeowner (laughs) I'm like "Uh, okay Ashley anyway so she's there with her kids her house was 2.2 million dollars and she describes it as coastal chic she tells us that it's very different having her boys in the house without Michael and then we see Dean who's standing up on the counter grabs his brother arm and literally pulls this kid up onto the counter with him by one arm. And I was like, holy shit, that little kid is really strong. I mean he just was like whoop and pulled this kid up by one arm. Ashley's like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Are you guys on the counter? And instead of getting him off the counter, she just like lets them stand up there. I was like, oh, they're gonna fall. Anyway, Ashley tells us that it's hard being a single parent when she has the boys because it's just her and her nanny Daisy. I mean... all right, Ashley. We find out Michael's name is on the mortgage and she tells us that there is no rush for her to get fully divorced from Michael because she doesn't know what will happen between them financially. And with him being on the mortgage, that way, if something happens where she can't pay the bills, he's there to back her up because he doesn't want his credit ruined. She then calls Giselle. Giselle asks her what's going on with her because she saw that her and Michael were in the Bahamas together. She's like, oh, we went there together to co-parent for the kids. Maybe, that could be the case. I kind of wonder if she's still, you know, knocking boots with him occasionally for a little extra dough. <laughs> Giselle asks her if she's divorced yet, and she says no, they're still hashing things out. We find out that Michael helped her with the down payment on her house, and he also pays her child support. So he's not leaving her high and dry, uh, which I hope not, because a $2.2 million mortgage is probably a pretty big payment monthly. And I believe that the Housewife show is her only source of income, I think, right? I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. (laughs) Giselle tells her that she wants to have her and Robin and Shasha over so they can kind of check in with what's going on with Robin because Giselle is worried about Robin's mental health and wants to make sure that she gets through this. It's kind of funny how she's worried about Robin's mental health but she didn't really seem to give two shits about Candace's mental health now did she when she was poking holes in her marriage and pretty much accusing Chris of making her uncomfortable when he was just in a room talking to her. So I don't know, where was her sympathy then for Candace's mental health. Giselle tells Ashley Wan's side of the story that he's saying is that he is just a nice guy who was helping out this Canadian woman. (laughs) Uh, Over at Giselle's house, her man friend Jason from Winter House is making her sushi. And let me tell you, this guy is hot. I didn't watch Winter House, so I don't know anything about this guy other than the fact that he was on Winter House, but wow he is very good looking. We find out that he is 16 years younger than her and he lives up in New York and they see each other every other week. She talks about her daughter getting ready to go off to college. So for her last spring break, she took her to Dubai. Grace comes into the kitchen to help them cook and then we hear a producer ask her what her first impression of Jason was and Giselle answers for her and says, Grace is not someone who gives an A right out of the gate. But then Grace does say, well, he's worked his way up to an A-. minus, So I guess she likes them. We're now over at Mia's place. They have moved out of their big house to a 1,500 square foot apartment. They can no longer afford a $10,000 a month payment because of everything going on with their business. As we already know, she has left Gordon. She left him back in September, I believe. And then I guess she has... A new boyfriend and was spotted wearing a diamond ring now this is us weekly says mia thornton isn't engaged to a new man but she is sporting a diamond sparkler just one month after the news broke that she and her husband gordon split we are separated illegally separated and it's going to take time to get a divorce Mia, 38, exclusively told Us Weekly at BravoCon on Saturday, November 4th of her and Gordon's breakup status. After Us Weekly noticed the Real Housewives of Potomac star wearing a diamond ring, Mia shared that there is someone special that's on the horizon. She noted that she's not engaged, but told us, I am committed. When asked whether her giant rock was a commitment ring, Mia nodded her head saying, Yes, I am not available, so don't come into my DMs. The Bravo star noted that while her estranged husband, 70, was not so happy at first that she's moving on, she explained that every day it gets a little easier after going public with their divorce. Mia added that Gordon is actually dating himself and the former couple are really focusing on being good co-parents for their kids right now. Now, back in October, Gordon did an interview with TMZ and he basically came out and said that the only reason she married him was because of his money. I mean, no duh. he also said that because his funds are inaccessible she left him in search of an upgrade and we also found out that i guess she essentially had his permission to go have sex with other people because he was unable to satisfy her sexually due to his age and also that he had recently had prostate cancer surgery so i guess he was no longer able to perform i can't imagine that he was that surprised that she left him i mean obviously he knew that she married him because of his money because he's like so much older than her, right? I wouldn't be surprised if after their divorce is finalized that he gets reinstated back into the family business and that maybe this was kind of the whole idea all along was to get her out and then make it so she couldn't get any of his money by him saying, I don't have any money because I'm locked out of all the bank accounts and I was kicked out of the business. I don't know. Anyway, so they're talking about how they're going to go to court because they are not going to walk away from a half a million dollars. Neither of them are involved with the family business anymore, and they talk about how he went through a depression and laid on the couch for two months. I guess Mia went back and forth from being concerned to angry when he was going through this depression because she wasn't exactly sure what had happened. She then asks him how he feels about her not drinking alcohol, and he's like, I didn't realize you stopped drinking because you still drink wine. And she's like, well, yeah, I still drink wine. Well, then you're still drinking alcohol, Mia. She's like, but I gave up hard alcohol because I get nasty when I drink hard alcohol. And she says that she needs to call Karen and make amends with her for calling her a hoe. (laughs) (laughs) Candace and Chris are out on a picnic Candace says that last year was the most challenging year of her marriage With all the rumors that were going around about Chris And as I'm sure you've already heard That there is a new one going around now That supposedly he knocked up some woman And had her get an abortion And she went on to the Tasha Kay YouTube channel And gave an interview Candace has not addressed this publicly But Chris did a live where somebody had asked him about it And let me play you that clip
2: like, I haven't spoken on it. My wife hasn't spoken on it, really. I mean, she was asked about it a lot at BravoCon. <clears throat> and I'm gonna say, as of June 1st, 2015, I have not had sex with another woman other than my wife. And that's all I'm gonna say on that tonight. You can believe what you want to, say what you want to. It is what it is, but it is what it is. Time sleeping with nobody but my wife. So that's that on that. And my wife has said the same things. Shout out there It is what it is. Like, I can't address ridiculousness over and over and over and over again. Like, I'm, I'm not here for it. I'm not here to entertain the bullshit. Like, if you got real shit, let I me mean, know. But you only date black women. Well, I don't date anybody because I'm married. Um, Prior to my wife, no. I have a child with a woman who is Persian and Mexican. I have a child with a white woman. No, bravo don't pay me. No, I'm a husband. I'm not on... I'm not on, I'm not under contract. I'm
0: not under contract. Nobody pays me. So who knows if this is really true. I did see part of the interview clip that um, Tasha K did with this supposed mistress. And she sounded like she was like messed up or something. Like she was either drinking or she was on drugs. And because she wasn't super coherent. Not that I'm saying that minimizes her story at all, but it definitely seem questionable um so i'm really hoping that this isn't true i really like candace and chris as a couple i think they're cute but i guess time will tell anyway back to the picnic she tells him that she received the budget for her to go on tour and that it's going to be really expensive she tells us that she spent over six figures on her tour last year but she needs to go bigger this year chris asks her how her visit with wendy and karen went she's like well you know we all have our own opinions about robin but i can't understand why robin would go along with all these lies about you when her own husband juan has all this stuff going on and She wonders if Robin was only supporting her last year during filming, so nobody would bring up the rumors about Juan. Candace says that she wants to sit down and talk to Robin because at one time, her and Robin were actually friends. We are now over at Giselle's house for their little tough love get-together for Robin, and Shasha and Ashley arrive first, and they discuss what they're going to talk to Robin about, how they're concerned about how there seems to be some delusion with what is going on with robin and juan giselle tells them that when she saw the photo of juan in the nail salon with the other woman she confronted robin and said she was like screaming and going off and robin told her that she just didn't care because she was numb to it (laughs) which i kind of believe that because robin kind of seems like a numb person um Shasha says that a lot of people actually live like that. They just kind of let whatever happens, happens, and they just pretend it doesn't exist. Giselle's like, Robin needs to hear that this is all bullshit. Robin finally arrives, and Giselle tells her that she's the special guest. And so she sits down, and Giselle tells her, you know, we all really love you, and we really want to give you some tough love. Ashley brings up the story about the hotel and how initially she had texted Robin saying, you know, I know these are just rumors, and it's crazy. But... But then more things started coming out and she started questioning whether Robin is actually being honest with her. And then when the nail salon photos came out, she got really upset for Robin. Robin tells them that Brianna has worked with Juan for three years. So she was not worried about that relationship. She was fully aware of that relationship and actually knows Brianna. She says that they were not being affectionate to each other. Ashley then says if she were Juan after the girl from Canada thing came out, she would have been more careful with the optics of hanging out in public with this good looking woman from work. And Robin's like, I actually told him that when he said he was going to the nail salon with Bree that maybe it wasn't a good idea because the blocks were talking. At first I thought she said blogs were talking but then when I rewatched it, it sounds like she says the block is talking. He was just like whatever, I don't care. What am I supposed to sit in the house and not go anywhere? Giselle says exactly. He's not thinking about how this is going to affect you.
1: He's not thinking, how is this going to affect Robin? All right, so what do you want me to do? Get mad at him and scream and throw a shoe at him? Oh, my God, I can't believe you went to the nail salon with Brianna. Oh, my God, how could you do that? Like, is that what you want me to do? He is not thinking about you saying, you know what? This is bad optics. I'm not going to tell him to end his friendship. I'm not going to tell him, oh, you can't do certain things that... We're fine before. At this point, I don't care about, I don't. We're just talking about you, your happiness, your joy. Are you good? My joy has been stolen because of all of the sh- that is piled on nonstop. Every other day is a headline, but there's one person at the center of it. What do you want me to do, Giselle? I don't no no no. I just want you to be happy. I want you to live your best life. I'm, I'm this is the thing. The world wants to tear us apart, right? And yes, my joy has been taken, but it's not Juan's fault.
0: <laughs> I don't even know what to think. So Robin doesn't seem to think that any of this is Juan's fault. And that somehow everyone else has stolen her joy and that Juan is totally innocent and the world wants to tear them apart. This woman is either full on delusional or she is working double time to protect Juan for whatever reason because they have an open marriage maybe she's done something in her past that she's worried if she doesn't stand up for Juan that it's gonna come out or he's gonna come out and say stuff about her I don't know but the fact that she is just like this is not Juan's fault at all is just completely bonkers to me Charisse tells her that Juan should not have been out with other women in public and Ramon's like would you have cared if Brianna was a big fat chick and Shasha's like listen my ex was having sex with women that I never thought he would stick his dick in, but he did. And then Shashai starts to get emotional. and She tells Robin that my heart really hurts for you because this has opened up old wounds of mine. And I made excuses for my ex. But at the end of the day, I knew the truth. And then one day he just decided to walk out the door. Robin asks Charisse if she feels like... She's in denial about Juan, and Sharice is like, yeah, I do, with the girl from Canada. When I saw you on Watch What Happens Live defending Juan, I couldn't believe it. It made my head hurt. Ashley then jumps in and says, you know, when Michael was busted cheating, I made all kinds of excuses for him, and I blamed myself and postpartum because I wasn't having sex with him. And she feels like Robin is... Not really happy, and that this is just some sort of protect Juan campaign. What
1: do you mean? Like this? This really feels like this is a protect Juan campaign. It's not. Listen, the woman in Canada. The story is crazy, right? Yes. He would not make up a crazy story. He would actually make up a better story. Juan was still communicating with her. Yeah, that's the problem. He, he should not have been communicating with her. That's okay. the problem. So you're making him accountable for that? It, we dealt with it. Right? Right. I found out. I was angry. I told him get the f- out. We worked through it. OK, wait. Pause. When you told him to get the f- out, did he leave? No. <laughs> did you pack it <laughs> No, hand? I mean, it was, just, it, was just, it was just like, no. OK. No. 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 But would you ever put him out? If there was another hotel receipt, if there was another incident, would yes. you put him out? Yeah,
0: we're, that's it.
1: Okay. Oh, you would?
0: Yes. So obviously Giselle doesn't really believe that robin would leave Juan if this happens again and she tells robin you know a lot of women just continue to turn a blind eye because they just want it to work so bad she says that she is just in a place in her life that she will always put herself first then in giselle's talking head she tells us that she believes that Juan makes up these crazy stories so robin thinks that the the story is so crazy that it has to be true because why would he make up such a crazy story shasha then tells that she feels like Robin is being defensive right now. Robin's like, well, that's because I'm not saying what all of you guys want to hear. She thinks that they want to hear her say, you know, fuck Juan, I can't believe he did that. Do you want me to walk around mad and get divorced? Giselle tells her that they all want her to know that they are all here for her. And Robin's like, you know what? I'm just going to keep living my life. And if people want to judge, that's on them. So she's full on delusional <laughs> or in denial, whatever. Um, Giselle tells us in her talking head that she thinks all of this is going to bubble up eventually. I agree. Unless it comes out that they're in an open marriage, I think eventually, maybe once her boys are older and are getting ready to like leave the house and go to college... That this is going to come to a head and we're going to see kind of a similar situation like with kyle and mauricio where she's almost at the stage in her life where she has no kids at home anymore and she's just like you know what i'm fucking done i'm going to live my life for me and i'm not going to protect mo anymore so i wouldn't be surprised if we see that down the line anyway next week it looks like we meet one of ashley's friends Neca, and she's going to have a problem with wendy I don't know if this girl's like a full time cast member or she's just a friend of or what. I haven't researched her at all. And then it looks like they're all together for some party and <laughs> Robin comes in and everybody seems to be kind of like awkward around her. And she was like, Do you guys have something to say? Just go ahead and say it. It looks like a lot of this season's going to be focused around Robin and Juan, which it's about time that Robin is giving us something because I don't know why she's even been on for the last couple of seasons. She's had absolutely nothing going on all right guys that is all i have for the real housewives of potomac i'll be back on wednesday with my recap of the real housewives of salt lake city and then also on thursday with my recap of the real housewives of beverly hills so i will talk to you guys then bye